coming soon and the beautiful staff at jimmy's flowers can create something beautiful for you or you can get one of their ready-to-go arrangements for any budget jimmy's flowers with stores in bountiful layton and ogden online at jimmy'sflowers.com make sure you order early that's jimmy's flowers jimmy'sflowers.com uh what's the name of this band again are we kidding I can't think of it. Help me. Get the let out. No, your band, I mean. Oh, no, that's not my band. I know it's not, oh. but what's the name of you? The Party Hounds. Party, Party Hounds. There you go. I was going to say, this is Led Zeppelin. This is Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin Live, 1973, Madison Square Garden. Oh, I was there. And this juices me every time I hear it. I was living 25 miles away from Madison Square Garden in 1973. Yeah, but you were seven. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that part. What do you hitchhike? Hey, Mom, I want to go to the concert. Okay, Patty, take a cab. Oh, you take the train and the subway. Boom, you're right there. Hey, I want to drop one rule out before we start. There will be no mention of the evil, your evil counterpart today. He's not here. He's out of mind. We don't say his name. Nerd boy. I don't like Snigs. Okay, <laughs> I've got an issue with snigs. You got an issue with the name or the person? Oh, the person. What? You're not into soccer, and it's not your whole world. No, he's he's far too kind. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to have some some tough exterior at some point. Well, get him downstairs sometime and ask him a couple questions about certain things, and and away he can go. Walking in the park the other day, what do you th- what, what do you think I saw? Oh, that was just carry on in the song. I was going to make up a... a oh, yeah. I, I, that's why I, I know this lyric. Where are we going? <laughs> I was just going to see where you Sitting going. on a park bench. <laughs> People are so in trouble for the next two hours. Then, of course, we can go Saturday in the park. Saturday! <laughs> I can go whichever way you want to go with park. Uh, so now, while well, the Snake Dog is uh, having some time off, regrouping, refreshing, he's having what did a phenomenal I just say? time. Don't talk about him. Well, I want to let the people know. Okay. Uh, and he'll be back on Monday, and I uh, exchanged some texts with him yesterday, and he's doing well. I get to see him once a week. We do that. Uh, we do the basketball panel. Sure. On Channel Two. Yeah, I used to be on it, but I'm banned from Channel Two now. I could see that. You, yeah. you came on with quite, I mean, every, I, I tuned in to just see what you were wearing that day. <laughs> if you'd bleached your hair blonde for the weekend or Did it like for 14 Arizona years. State hat with the fork. But uh, I'm out now. So it was fun. We'll see. Maybe I can get back in. And if they let me, that'd be great. If not, it was a great run and I enjoyed it very much. All right. Tim McComb joining us, former coach, Utah high school, BYU, now doing our. Expert analysis before and at halftime and post game of virtually every Jazz game, and they got a game tonight against the Phoenix Suns. So I need to ask you uh, where the Jazz were, 
where the Jazz are and where the Jazz are going because I would like to know more. So it's a, that's a loaded question. I mean, I'm a loaded guy. The you know, I, I was just sitting here during the break listening to the little sounder for for the show that follows ours. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mister Ben, Mister Jake, and they were talking about you know, and, and I think this is the part that's interesting. You know, it is the team that that nearly you know swept December, and it's the team who also has lost you know. A lot of games right here in the stretch, and um, and I think you have to look deeper into it. I mean, I think the the last part of of this you know this losing streak um, or this downtime for the Jazz has been more about what they haven't had, which is their team. Um, and we've seen teams all around the NBA go through it. The Jazz were one of the fortunately one of the the last teams, but we all knew it was coming. You know, in terms of the COVID, and then you add a couple of the other other injuries. And, you know, they just not, they have not been rolling their team out there. Not at all. Although some of it has been, to an extent, by their choice. Conley, Ingles, and O'Neal, maybe I'm off base on this, but I think they could have played Monday night. But they chose not to. Not they chose not to. The team chose not to play them. Well, I think you have to make, you know, guys are getting nagging injuries and you kind of decide do you keep pushing it. I I heard I heard your comment very first thing. Yeah, you're pointing to the statues, I know. They played eighty two. Thurl Bailey once played eighty four. In an eighty two game season. It yeah. was crazy. <laughs> I mean the cameras just stayed out there for <laughs> a couple hours and watched him play two simulated games. He got traded to Minnesota. True story that he played eighty four games. And he played eighty four games. And Mark Eaton Maybe that's why he's got gray hair. Rest his soul played eighty two Every year, I know, but but times have changed, right? Like for the uh, worse, people used to walk everywhere too and ride horses, right? But and uh, and we that, found a better way. Got a, yeah, I know, and we got way more obesity. Is it a better way or is it a, is it just a a, a different way? I haven't seen you in a while. You judging me? <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> judging you. You said obesity. You're hairier, right but I'm not judging you. Okay. No, I did. I did not, I, don't, I I have to get a better look. You must have had a lot of clothes on if I if you were obese. No. I don't know that it's a better way. How's it a better way? No, I know. Um, and I do long for those days. I heard you say that as I was driving up. You know, your teams used to, guys used to play eighty two games regularly. Um, it, it was quite a deal. I mean, I, I talk all the time about you know that period of time where Stockton and Malone were here, and you could just bank on it. They were yeah. gonna play every night. Yeah, I was in fantasy basketball when I was living in California. We'd had one in my newspaper. And every year, I took letter carrier. Every year, I wanted them. Because you, you had the aggregate total of points, rebounds, assists, and then a half each, 50% blocks and steals. So it didn't matter what your averages were. It meant what your, the total number of points you scored. And I took Malone it every time in my first-round pick. And I must have won the thing five times. I mean, Just because he was always going yeah, to put numbers yes, up. Yes, yes, yeah, totally. Yes, yes. Now it's no knock in particular to the Jazz because they obviously aren't the only team doing it by any stretch. But I think that they have fallen into, maybe fallen into isn't the right word, but they've aligned with the idea of uh, see you in the playoffs. And if they, if they get to the NBA Finals, yeah, absolutely, more power to you. Well, that's, that's the point that I push a lot on pre and post is last year we all, you know, from the very beginning, the Jazz were in the hunt for the best record in the mm-hmm. league, and everybody got swept up in that, and everybody followed every night to see 
can they keep pace? Can yeah, they yeah, keep yeah. that record? Because at the end, Mitchell was out. Right. And so it, it was, it was um, you know, in my mind, they came about it that way. They had the best record in the West, and they didn't have much more success. They won, did win a round, which was great. Um, but I do believe the NBA is all about April to Certainly. June. I agree 100%. And, and if, you know, missing a couple of regular season games or – Diminishing, I guess, the the impact of seeding um, and and looking more at trying to play your best basketball at that point. That's most important. Then I think that that's a good way to approach it because we did it the other way last year. That takes much higher priority. I'm just wondering now. There's a ton of losing. Yeah, there is, and it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to see. Uh, the, the hard part is the teams. You know, the number of teams that really aren't very good. <laughs> that the Jazz have lost to. Right. right. It's, yeah. There's seven of them, right? Seven losses to that bottom echelon. And so that's that's a little difficult. But again, when you take it all as a body of work, I believe, I do believe, my friend, that it's just a different way to it. And, um, you know, Quinn Snyder and the guys after games talk about all the time that this is a journey that we're on, you know, and we do want to be at our very best come playoff time. So, I'm buying that narrative, and I'm excited to kind of watch, you know, because we're getting close to having to ramp that up. You know, we're, the calendar's nearly to February, which is crazy, um, you know, for somebody that goes, basically sits in this chair every game. Um, it is, you know, it's a long season, but when you get to, fe- when you see February, you can see the barn. So, so seating doesn't matter at all. No, I think it matters. I don't want to discount I mean, it. this team could have, conceivably, if they continue on this pace, be sixth. Yeah, I mean, I think it matters historically, right? I think, um, you know, if you look at NBA champions, I mean, the majority of those are going to come from seeds one, two, and three, I would imagine, through the yeah, years. Bucks last year at four. But, but there's a couple outliers. And if that I was think, only 72 games, maybe they could have risen up a little bit. Right. So, and I think that that's, um, you know, I think that's what you have to watch. But uh, I do believe, the one thing I do like about if a guy's hurting, you know, it's not going to get better. Boyan really is, you know, his his hand and what he's dealing with there, that's a real thing. And, you know, he uses that a lot, catches a ball every night, shoots it, um, you know, he's in, in traffic. And so I can see here and there, you know, guys taking a night and trying to, you know, rest it, get things feeling better. Um, but ultimately, all that anybody cares about is if you win or lose. That's That's what I've learned. I learned that lesson the hard way. <laughs> they don't course. like you for you. They like you for how much can you do. Well, they, yeah, they're all maybe decent people and all that. That's great. But they're paid to win basketball that's games. That's right. I mean, that's the whole point here. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just... What, what's I'm gonna, got you? What's got you like... so obviously. Dropping in the standings is bothering me. So like, you're, you're feeling nervous about kiss that. Kiss the number one record goodbye. I mean, that's gone. Well, of course. Right? They're eight games behind the Suns. Uh, and Suns... Suns look good. To their credit, are not slowing down. I mean, it's amazing. To me, Monty Williams ought to be runaway coach of the year. And I realize Memphis and Cleveland and some of these other younger guys that are coaching uh, are maybe a little bit more of a surprise. But I I think to go to the finals and then get better, I think there's something to be said for that. Not just maintain, but to get better. They've gotten better. They've gotten way better. Oh, dude, and I'm telling you, watching the game the other night, it's about, you know, I, I, Monty Williams has a, a huge effect on it, but I'm telling you what, man, that Chris Paul, 
36 years old. That Chris Paul is something else. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely conducted uh, in the fourth quarter, particularly against the Jazz. They just weren't going to lose. I can make an argument that he's substantially better at 36 than I can when he was 26. Probably so, because I mean, there's a lot of lessons in ten years yeah. that you learn, and and I think what makes him so great, you know, he was exiled and put in a spot in Oklahoma City where really most guys would fade away, get their money, and yeah. we'd stop hearing from him. And in his case, he takes that Oklahoma City team to the playoffs, and then gets put in the you know has the opportunity to to go to Phoenix, and he just grabs a couple of young guys, eight and one of them. He's changed, he's changed that dude's career. Yeah. He just went and grabbed him, and he said, you're going to do things that I tell you. You're going to do them how I tell you, and it's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for me. It's going to be good for our team. And he's done that, man. And you see that his influence on that team is remarkable. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. But if it had been to where they underachieved, Monty would be taking the heat. And coaches always take the heat. We're seeing it with Vogel. You get none of the praise, but you get all the heat. That doesn't make any sense to me. So if you're going to take the crap, then when they're going well, you deserve to get the praise. Well, that was always the funny part in coaching. It seemed as though, and and I did it for a long time at different levels, but it seems as though when things are going great, man, the players are doing a good job. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And when things are poor, oh, we got to fire the coach. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And that's a real narrative. Yeah, yeah, I know. And so I want to make sure that Monty Williams gets his due because if they weren't doing well, he would be run out of town. No, no question. And, and you know, anymore, being an NBA head coach, you got to wear 75 hats. Yeah. And one of them is the ability to motivate. One of them is you got to be a psychologist. One of them you got to be, you know, a taskmaster. And one you've got to be a player's guy. It's, it's a hard job. Yeah, so Chris Paul is getting a ton of publicity, rightly so, for motivating Aiton. And Monty's getting nothing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, wait a second here, man. <laughs> I mean, Aiden's got a motor issue, but Monty's the coach. And if Monty decided to just let Chris Paul handle it, well, that's a brilliant decision either way. However it works out to get to where Aiden has got, Monty Williams deserves credit. Even if he said, hey, I'm going to do hands off and just let Chris Paul do it. That's a brilliant decision. Even if he does nothing and just lets the leader of the team do it, that takes courage in backing off. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. The point I'm making is I want to see Monty Williams get some credit. And to see Phoenix doing what they're doing, to me, is just... I'm not stunned because they went to the finals, but I'm surprised they're this good. And they look very, very difficult to beat. And so from the Jazz perspective, that number one record's out, but I don't care. But I do care to see them drop to fifth, maybe to sixth. Where's, where's it going? So, so my thing I'm, is I'm this, concerned. I think start watching the games game by game. Lose track of the standings for two weeks and just watch the games. That might help your anxiety. But do you realize who I work with? Stat boy? Did you not hear the ground rules? (laughs) Hey, so real quick, this Phoenix roster, because it's one thing I think is, I think they've done an unbelievably good job, their front office. I mean, Phoenix has been the joke of the league for how long? Like 12 years. Okay. But 10, 11 years. Like they they take Aiton, 
Um, they obviously they add Paul Booker is Booker is everything that you know. I think he's getting tougher too. He's way more tenacious. Um, Bridges was an unbelievably great draft, and then they go out and get a guy who fits this kind of nasty, feisty personality in Jay Crowder. I love Cameron Johnson. He made shots the other night. Um, they go get a guy who's on the scrap heap, Bismack Biombo, and resurrect him. I know. How about that? They grab JaVale McGee, who was instrumental to the Lakers championship, and he had a huge night the other night. Um, I mentioned Chris Paul. Supposed to be out tonight. But Another guy off the scrap heap, Alfred, Alfred Payton. And then they've got a great young player in Cameron Payne. Landry Shamit they added, who I love. Nice vet to come off the I mean, so, like, they've put together a, can I say, hell of a roster? Yeah, and uh, James Jones uh, just got a contract extension. As he should. Oh, no question. I mean, that that is remarkable work right there. (laughs) No question. In a short period of time. So, whether it be, you know, James Johnson deserves credit. Monty certainly does, too. Um, But I'm saying, without Chris Paul, none of this happens. Unless they would have drafted Doncic over Aiden. But they didn't. Yeah, but it would be different. It would be different. I'm just making fun. But yeah, I'm Chris Paul, I think he deserves significant MVP talk. And I go to the gym and I, I listen to a lot of Phoenix radio and they were talking about can he now, because they felt like last year he was underwhelmed in MVP talk because he doesn't have the personal stats. Well, BFD, big fetch and deal. The stat I care about is wins. I know Jake Scott, may you rest in peace, but I'm a Magic Johnson guy. And Magic was about winning. He could have put up way more stats. Who cares? It's about winning. And Chris Paul, what he's doing with these guys, it's about winning. I don't care what his stats are. It's about winning. But that's the vibe I get. You talked about old school 82 games, playing those 82 games, the way guys approach those games. That's what I sense with Chris Paul. You know, I sense kind of a throwback mindset. So... Um, I think there's there's a ton of good lessons from the past that that you mentioned magic and and you know Michael I, I think that that era right there really taught us the you know the value of having kind of that alpha that that's out in front pushing things and um, yeah, and that's what Chris Paul's done so I, I really like watching the Suns team the Jazz certainly um, you know even at full strength this is a really tough matchup for them just by virtue of what the Suns do offensively and defensively. Yeah, and if the Suns win, win the title, I want everybody to know I'm a longtime Suns fan. Well, you live there. <laughs> I mean, you've got quadrants. You, you, can, you can claim anything in California. You've got the East Coast wired with Jersey. I do. I moved and around. What can I tell you? You've got, you know, and you've got Arizona locked up. And in Utah, we ever win one, you're going to be the grandmaster of the, uh, on the front float. Yeah. Now, you talked about the undisputed leader in Chris Paul, and I cannot argue that. But what I want to discuss is how that relates to the Jazz. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. NBA jazz legend, Thurl Bailey. As a guy who played against him, I know you are the utmost professional, Thurl. You are nothing but professional, but come on, you kind of have to enjoy a little bit of what's going on with the Lakers right now, right? I'm loving it. I'm not that professional. No. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm still a fan, right? But at the same time, I remember those rivalries, and, and I know probably who the most villainized team 
still is in Jazz Nation. But, you know, it, again, you know, it doesn't always work. You know, you try to build a super team, if that's what they're still calling it. But as much as I'm impressed with what LeBron is doing individually, in answer to your question, yeah. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Hot Takes Your Toast brought to you by Zero Res. Zero Res is the only carpet cleaner for smarter, lasting clean. Zero Res patented process is only water to clean, meaning no crunchy carpets and spot-free carpet that is safe for the whole family. Schedule your carpet cleaning today by calling 801-288-9376 or book online at ZeroResSaltLake.com. If you're up north, it's ZeroResDavisWeber.com. Carry me back! Carry me back! Carry me back! That's always the... The challenge we face when we play some Whoa. crazy vocal <laughs> is KP over here. Long time, be long time, be low, 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 low. I got to tell you this yes, one thing. I, so I had a I had a a concert this year. You guys came to it. It was awesome. And uh, I just got to say, like PK is one of those guys. You know, he's in the back. All the guys were in the back, kind of the cool spot on the floor. And we start playing, and all of a sudden, I see PK make his way all the way to the front. I gravitated. Gravitated to the front. I'm a gravitator. But then you just, (laughs) like, for seriously, for two hours, you just, to every song we played, sang, rocked, danced. It was so out of of character to what I expected. So I see what concerts and music do to you. Is it really out of of character? Maybe you're, when you have a, a... an interview with a higher up. They just need to play music in the background. It'll soften you some. <laughs> My character has been discussed a thousand times over. First of all, I have no character, so we need to get that. Majerus used that on a guy once. <laughs> it was uh, it was a guy. Uh, I don't, maybe I shouldn't say his name, but you know, he said, you know, you know you're, the problem with you, you're, you know, you're a character and you have none. <laughs> and he had it in spades for sure. <laughs> I mean, he wrote the book on it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Character by Rick Majerus. <laughs> it was written on a napkin. How to get what you want. <laughs> How to get what you want. No one, matter who you mow over to get it. One pick at a time. <laughs> there you go. And when that red light comes on in the camera, hey, how are you? <laughs> Especially when it's national media. Yeah, almost definitely. <laughs> yes. Ten years of my life. Wow. <laughs> I'd cover that guy for 10 I remember, years. too, you know, just, I'm just a young guy. I mean, you talk about where we've been, but walking out, you know, win, lose, whatever, and you walk out, I've got things i got to go run, do, um, but you walk by the media every time. And uh-huh. I just see this, at the time, be spectacled PK. Um, I did have glasses back then, before Davis Vision. <laughs> they were They were good size. They were... You had some Harry Carey specs going. I did. I did. I modeled them after that. Um, I wondered if they had windshield wipers on them a couple <laughs> times. But anyway, just walking by and then hearing the stories, you know, and he'd say, a guy from, you know, the Tribune, real pain in my ass. <laughs> we had some legendary battles. <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got great memories. And the, and the funny thing is... A lot of the guys that I see that I covered then, uh, they frankly hug me now if I, if I run into them. And one of them who hated me, I see on a regular basis. 
Big tall redheaded kid. Chris Jackson? No. Conference player of the year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that big tall redhead. The guy that people confuse. The best part hanging with Britain is people think he's Sean Bradley. You know, back in the day, people yeah. th- would come up, hey, it's Sean Bradley. No, yeah. it's Britton Johnson. I know. And Sean was a half a foot taller. <laughs> so, big story on one Sean One of the Bradley great dudes in, of all time, uh, by the way, Britain. Britain just, oh, yeah. Like, one, you pick up right where you leave off last time you saw him. He's one of the best. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I actually, I mean, I've got a big-time soft spot for he and his brother, Jeff. Uh, it was fun. Jeff was a warrior uh, to be able to cover those guys. And that was the thing about it, man. He recruited such great kids. There was only make the, – the rare was the knucklehead. I mean, I had a few. But most of, the, most of those kids were just great, and they were fun to be around and so quotable and – and agreeable. I used to have this uh, routine, uh, go in, get the interview. Back then, the locker room was open, so you'd walk right across the hall. You go in the squad room. That little locker room. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. We're going way back. And uh, so you go in the squad room, get the quotes from Big Man, and he'd always destroy Van Horn. He's a punching bag, and <laughs> you can't score enough points to make up for bad defense, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, blah. I, unfortunately, most of <laughs> the teams know, you know, where Keith is on the defensive side. <laughs> yeah, so we'd go through there, and then we'd walk in, and then uh, I'd go over to Keith. He'd be sitting there. He'd usually be completely naked, just sitting there, and he'd say, what do you say about me? And I'd tell him. And then you go, okay, now let's go on the record. <laughs> we did that for four years. We did that. <laughs> and uh, and then, then he'd give me quotes that were far more diplomatic. Uh, and then he ended up being real tight with the guy. So uh, it was an interesting thing. And he was a phenomenal player. He had some, he had some um, unbelievable leaders while he was there. But, you know, you look at why that team went to the Final Four, and again, coaches get credit, but Andre Miller was the catalyst to that thing. Oh, no question. I mean, he, he Chris Pauled his way there and yeah. grabbed everybody and, and had him, you know, not to take anything away from uh, the guys that, that were on the team, but um, that run, you go back and watch it, it was, it was, uh, it could be Andre Miller's finest hour ever. Oh, yeah. And it threw his entire career. Yeah, played 20 years in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So Just I was sitting at an NBA. AUU event a couple of years ago. And it was so surreal because I'm sitting there watching and, you know, I, I go from place to place to place. You're watching all these different guys. You're trying to get a handle on who everybody is. And I was watching a team from Arizona and kid on the on the roster's last name was Miller. And I'm kind of looking at him and he's like, ah, kind of. So I start looking around the gym and lo and behold, up on the top row with a video camera on a tripod was Richard Pryor's lookalike, Andre. <laughs> It was so it was so funny because I walked up to him. I said, "Man, look what we were drugged back into a gym. You you for your kid, me for my job." But it, just the stories, you know, that we sat and talked about. Um, honestly, Andre is the same kid today he was when he got here. He's he's wiser, he's smarter. Um, but I'll tell you what, that dude that dude knew how to win. I spent some time in his house in Compton, California. His mom 
yeah. sweetest lady on the planet. Tribune, when they, that week of the Final Four, they, so they beat Arizona on the Saturday. On Sunday, they tell me, hey, go down to L.A. and do a big A1, not a sports cover, but a A1, the front page of the newspaper. Do a big takeout on Andre. Okay. So I make a reservation and go down the next morning, uh, go knock on his door in Compton, and Andrea, Andrea, I think her name was, mm-hmm. she let me in. I'd known her and uh, his stepfather. So I spent some time in his house. And then I went over to Bourbon Day, his high school, uh, talked to some people there and and uh, had a nice a nice feature on him. And because that was, as you say, his finest hour, that whole NCAA tournament, Arizona and Carolina and, and all that stuff. And then, and then, so then I flew from L.A. to San Antonio. I was on Delta and came through Salt Lake. And guy sitting next to me the whole way was Lorenzo Romar. Oh wow! Yeah, he was coaching at Pepperdine, which is where so he's, he's going now. to the Final Four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got. Oh, I spent the whole f- from L.A. to here down to San Antonio. He was in, sitting right next to me, and uh, we talked the whole time about a lot of different things and basketball and whatnot. And 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 that little snapshot of time, I got to know Lorenzo Romar. Uh, and so, and then that, that was so fun. I, I've done a lot of cool things over the years, but that whole week in San Antonio was just a ton of fun. I, I covered MJ's first NBA title when I was living in California. I was in the locker room after he clinched it. I was standing right next to him when he was cl- cradling that trophy. But that Final Four run was just absolutely awesome. It was probably the most fun. The feeling in that city is hard to describe, but, yeah. you know, I remember after beating North Carolina, because I was there too, and walking around the Riverwalk with your Utah shirt on. Yeah, it was way cool. It was way cool, you know, and, and all the North Carolina fans are looking for a bar to sink into, yeah. and then they'll be found the next morning in the river somewhere. Because you had you the, the Utes and Stanford who weren't Final Four participants, That's right. and then you had Kentucky and Carolina who are. Yep. Mark so, Matson at Stanford was on that crew, right? Uh, or was he gone? I don't was he on that team? No, I think he was on that yeah, team. Yeah, I think he was too. Yeah. But it, it was it was my first Final Four ever. I went to, you know, beginning into college coaching after. I went to 12, 13, 14 of them. But the first one, you never forget, right? And I had one of those moments too where I got on a plane in Detroit coming back from the Final Four and sat next to my wife and I sat next to Tom Izzo. Because it's like Basketballville. <laughs> you just oh, yeah. you show up and you're going to sit by somebody from a basketball uh, team. So um, awesome experience. But, yeah, th- that that's the parallel I draw there between our last conversation is, you know, everybody needs that guy. And, okay. And that's what Andre was. All right. And did the Jazz have that guy? That's well, I think, where I wanted to go. I think they have – I think they have dueling banjos. Okay. Do you – but – but I think those banjos play the same pitch. But do you need one? Can you get by with two? I think if they're in agreement, you can. And I and I the one thing I love about Rudy and Donovan, they may not be the best of friends off the floor. You know, we've heard all sorts of different things through the years, and obviously at one point it was unsalvageable and all that stuff. You don't see that on the floor. You know, um, you see a lot of pats on the butt, 
you know, you see a lot of encouragement. You will see some contention times and talking through stuff. I'm not really worried about that. Turns out Pippen isn't a big fan of Jordan. Right, exactly. No, you just <laughs> Shaq have to... and Kobe won three titles, and I don't know that they were best buds. Yeah, they left just, some on the table. You just have to figure it out. You have to figure out how to do it, um, you know. But I, do you need one alpha? Who's the alpha on the DJ PK show? Me. Okay. Well, duh. Well, I didn't... <laughs> Is that why you go, I don't know why? <laughs> Is that why you talk like that when you're impersonating him? <laughs> I don't know why. In some ways, yes. And and then you're the moderator, right? Hash? Oh, no, I'm just, I'm holding on to the handbrake trying to slow the train down. Yeah. No, DJ plays a role, and you brought him up, so you tell me not to bring him up, so. That's no, okay. I, it was just uh, a joke. Uh, it, it was fodder. It, it, it works. You know, the thing that we have. What, but what do you think? Can you think two guys, you think Gobert and Mitchell can. I don't know. And But DJ and I, I think that you can learn stuff from there because uh, we have learned that it's all about the show. The only thing that matters is the show. This is such a kick-butt job that we don't let each other get in the way. Believe me, I'm not the easiest guy. I'm probably one of the hardest guys to get along with. True. There's a reason why I have like a friend and a half. True. And... But we've and and I'm I know he's gotten Scotty G. If you're listening, he can nod because uh, he was there one time when uh, I really got on his nerves. And this was in the early days. Scotty was our producer. It's funny all these big hot shots. Uh, I got the two bosses now that I have at the new with Bonneville. Both those guys were our producers. <laughs> and now they're my superiors. <laughs> I used to tell them to fetch and get coffee. And now they're my, uh, they're my bosses, right? So It's funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. And I've got no problem with them, both of them being the bosses. They're fine. Um, and they were great producers. But we've learned nothing gets in the way of the show. Nothing. You got a problem? Get over it. We're, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to get on each other's nerves. But so what? Look at what we've got going. Your guy, the guy who I, one of the guys I respect the most, and I've, of all the guys I've known the longest, is Dave Rose. And he told me once, don't screw it up. You got a great thing going. Don't screw it up. And it was sage advice. Don't screw it up. Don't let personalities get in the way. And we don't. We don't. If there, and there's an issue. Now, both of us individually whine about the other guy to yak. And so he's like the bartender. And uh, he has to uh, play, yeah, 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 yeah. And he does his role very well. He's sort of like the counselor and just, you know, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretends he's listening and empathizes. Yeah. I was wondering why you guys have these therapy chairs in here in the morning. <laughs> and then, and then, I, you reel these out after the morning show, but these are nice. You just lay down and right, talk about your problems. Right. So Yak has to play that role. And I know I know DJ whines about me to him. There's no doubt about it. I whine about DJ to Yak, but he just plays it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? But he never lays down. He, he never... To his credit, he never whines about the other guy to the other guy. You see what I'm saying? Because that's not his role. So we got to have all three guys in sync here to make this thing work. 
We've heard of shows. Guys don't talk to each other during the break. They hate each other. And they end up breaking up. Could you imagine if we broke this up because he got on my nerves for a segment? We need to do a behind this. No. Behind the music with DJ and PK. You don't do that, man. Many years from now. And you have to, I think it translates into whatever business you got going. And it translates out on that court. When, when you take that court, man, you you gotta you gotta be about winning. You gotta be about everybody pulling together. And I know it sounds trite and all, but I'll answer your question. Do I think you gotta have one dude when we come back? And before we go, I gotta tell you, man, Valentine's, it's the same thing as a marriage. You gotta treat her well, my friends. You know what I'm talking about? You're seeing the genius at work here, Tim. This is about Valentine's Day. You gotta step up to the plate and knock it out of the park. Yeah. And let me tell you, Valentine's Day is just weeks away. And Jimmy's Flowers can make it easy with a ready-made or custom-designed arrangement. Yeah. You can order today at jimmysflowers.com or visit their stores. They've got them in Bountiful, Layton, or Ogden. That's Jimmy's Flowers, jimmysflowers.com. Do you need one or can you get by with multiple? Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is unripe. Guys are doing a hell of a job. If you got to trade an offensive player, trade Boyan for Ben Simmons. What are you going to get from Ben Simmons? 13 and a half points. We don't want whatever. You want defense. <sighs> Stop trying to convince me of something. One won't happen, and two, I don't want to happen. Stop trying to convince me. I'm not going to do it. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. The John Watson Chevrolet High School Player of the Week Award is presented weekly to the top prep boys and girls basketball players in northern Utah. This week's winners were Madison Hosino of Northridge High School and Spencer Bessinger from Roy High School. See why new and used car buyers give John Watson Chevrolet more five-star reviews than any other Chevy dealer in Utah. John Watson Chevrolet, your five-star Chevy dealer. Why is this a uh, Led Zeppelin day? He wanted me to play Led Zeppelin. Did you know that today is Anita Baker's birthday? Anita Baker, I believe, is the best female singer I've ever heard of. I like Billie Holiday. I like Billy Idol. But he's not a woman. What about Billie Eilish? No. Okay. What about Billy Squires? Everybody! <laughs> have you heard? <laughs> I love Billy Squire. <laughs> Underrated Billy Squire. I've got a couple of his vinyls. Yeah, you a vinyl going... guy? Not anymore. Okay. I mean, I got them. I don't know where they are, but I got them. I'll take them off your hands. I, you know, I didn't buy a whole lot of uh, records because I had older sisters. And you just they, got hand me down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Problem is, you got like uh, David Cassidy. Uh, no. Leif Garrett. No, 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 no. My, Peter Frampton. My sisters are ten and twelve years older than me. Okay. Uh, one was heavily into Motown. Cool. And the other was more into uh, Beatles, Stones, those types of things. Those. Uh, they're only like they're two years apart, but they're 
tastes in music were dramatically different. So, and you went to the Stones show. I did. Thank you. <laughs> I had great seats. <laughs> Kicked my rear end that weekend. But I was glad somebody could use them. Let's put it that. That way. was a double uh, concert week. I went to Vegas, uh, saw Old Dominion on Friday, and the Stones on Saturday. The Stones at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. It was the third time. And your I tickets saw them. were decent. Uh, not the ones I bought. The ones you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Pays to be my friend. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going to go see Old Dominion and Thomas Rhett next week. I'm excited about that. Uh, down in Arizona. Looking forward to that show. It's going to be fun. Uh, there you go. And then uh, in March, we bought tickets to America at Tuacon. Awesome. Have you been to Tuacon? I've never been to Tuacon. Oh, I've been by it. Yeah. I've never been in it. It's awesome. Outdoor arena. I was pumped this week. They announced Sammy Hagar's coming to town. Yeah. Out at uh, USANA. For sure. Yeah. In August. The Red Rocker. Speaking yeah. of, of Zeppelin, his son Jason plays the drums uh, for Sammy's group, John Bonham's son. Yes. So they play a bunch of Zeppelin oh, in his shows. Cool. So I, when I go out there, I probably will go see Sammy, but I'll drive slow when I go out there. You know why? What? I can't drive 55. Well, you don't have to anymore. Right, I can't. I just can't. And... But my motto also isn't going to be uh, Moss Tequila. Those two together would be bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that alone. Uh, do I think you need an individual leader. I don't think you can have two of the same. I think you can have a one and a one A, but I think you need to have a one. I think all the great teams got them. You name me a team that was awesome, that had... A one, a two ones. I would say, I would imagine that there was a fight for one with the Celtics. No. But everybody knew. Yeah, they knew. Now sometimes... They had the big three. I think that what you need is somebody who is a leader, but part of his deal is he lets the other guy think he's the leader. You're going back to your Sniggledorf relationship. There's give and take. So this is why I think it works, PK. Um, you know, I think last the last week or two, you know, Rudy came out with a, with a critique on the defense played by the team. Yeah, and it irritated uh, Mitchell. Well, again, it, it irritated him. But I, he, the thing that I really like and shows kind of that maturity is he didn't fly off the handle. He no, didn't not publicly. Well, but he's never done it okay, publicly. But that's my point. He's never done it publicly. Well, that's my point. Yeah, but what you do publicly and what you do within the team, within the team, is what matters. Mitchell's suave. He's sophisticated. He knows not to blow up publicly and make it an issue. Are you but kidding I think, me? But I think you're talking about letting the other guy think he's in charge. I mean, there may be that may be part of, of his thinking there. You know? Because he's not a guy. I mean, Donovan's not a guy that's going to come out, um, guns are blazing, and just blast everybody. 
You know, he, he'll make comments about we've got to be better and this isn't acceptable. And he'll and, talk about himself. And he'll talk about himself, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he's, he's got it down for a 25-year-old kid. It's like he's been coached. He, he knows what it's about, man. He's, he's a smooth customer, no doubt about it. I mean, he, I, I, I think that if they stay together, I think better days are ahead. And I'll, and I'll tell you why here in, uh, in a bit. But what I need to tell you about. You know, Will you the, tell me about the Ford Fan Zone? Yeah, I do, as soon as I can find it. <laughs> that was stolen. It's just right up above us here, I think. Oh, yeah, literally. Yeah, we're on the fifth floor. You know, you can purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream. What more do you want? And it starts as low as 30 bucks per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or you can call 325-2999, 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket now. All right, stay with us. We're going to hit some more jazz. Why I think better days are ahead. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.